It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Lane McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? It's another week. We're getting very, very close. We are un- under two weeks, right? Or just about yeah, two I weeks away? Yeah, I think so. It's, Less it's, than four it's, weeks from the first preseason game. The storylines have already started talking. We've already heard people disrespecting uh, Dak's name on Twitter. So uh, you know this football season is right around the corner. Absolutely. Uh, so today we're going to continue with our training camp preview. And Lane, I think we're actually going to get it done in time, which is absolutely we'll see. insane. It's unbelievable. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah. So today we are talking about the Cowboys interior defensive line, which might be the weakest spot of this team. Uh, but before we get into these players, I want to ask you one simple question. As of right now, who is the best interior defensive lineman on this team? Oh, that's a, such a simple question. Uh Man, I mean, it really is difficult. I, I, I think, I think I would probably go with, and this is still a lot of assumption. I, well, first of all, we need to back up and have another question: Are we considering Brent Irvin a defensive tackle or a defensive end? I think he's a defensive tackle. I know that people think he's going to play like left defensive end or right defensive end and base stuff. I, I don't see it, but let's let's call him a defensive tackle. If he if he's a defensive tackle, he's probably the best at what he does, right? Probably. Um, outside of that, Neville Gallimore, maybe. I I I, I don't know. I, Car- Carlos Watkins had a really bad year last year, so it, there's a hope that he can kind of come back to what he had been previously, or 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 maybe is a better player with limited snaps because it feels like he got overexposed. So I don't want to get too deep into this while answering this question, but it's a di- very difficult question. And and, and it, it's really a guess at this point. Well, let's go ahead and talk about Neville Gallimore because we spent a lot of the, the season last year doing, doing these podcasts talking about how he wasn't ready to play. Like there was too, ta- too many times where he just looked like he was way too raw. He had a couple of games where he played excellent. The Steeler game. I remember yeah. that was maybe his best game of the season. Um, but now we're, the Cowboys are relying on him to be probably a full-time starter, if not, you know, the the head part of a rotation. So, what do we expect from Neville Gallimore in year two? It's it's a it's it's a very good question. I mean, look, I think we're all expecting that he takes a, a big step. You know, and we're all hoping that he takes a big step. They need him to. They need him to for sure. Um, I, I think that you know what you saw him. 
slowly start to kind of get better at was just being a little bit more consistent as in the run game and, and really just knowing what, what he's doing. He was just getting blown off the ball at times yeah. last year. Um, and, and, you know, and it was kind of overshadowing some positive things that he was doing at different points as a pass rusher too. So, um, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, you know, the defensive tackle play in this on this team last year was just very, very bad uh, uh, overall. And so it's hard to kind of, you know, know exactly how much of a jump this uh, a player like Gallimore could have in his second year, uh, maybe with a little bit more consistent offseason. He has the kind of athleticism and the, and the power that I think you're looking for, uh, but he just had a long way to go technique-wise. Probably wasn't really ready to play a lot last year and got thrown into the fire. You know, the hope is that all those snaps that he was forced into last year had a positive effect on his uh, development in the offseason. Uh, but we don't know. I mean, you know, it's it's really a huge unknown. Uh, I think a lot of it will have to do depending on, on how he's deployed. Uh, and they need to find a way to kind of avail him uh, in a way that will accentuate what he does well. Uh, because what he doesn't do well, uh, taking on double teams, you know, mm-hmm. being a force in the run game, uh, he's really, really bad at. like, And he really yes. – like he's a liability. And they, they have to find a way to either work around that or, you know, get him – at least to a passable level there, you know, not that I don't think he won't ever get there. I just think that it's, it's kind of a race to get, to get him at a, at a comp, you know, uh, a competent level as a run defender before the season starts so that you can hope to put him in a whole bunch of snaps. I will say, I think Gallimore is somebody who got significantly better in the second half yeah. of the season. I still don't know if he's ready to be a full-time guy because of all the things you just mentioned, right? There's just, he has too many holes in this game, but if you get him just going up the field 20, 25 times a game, I do think he can be effective there. It's just if that's the best player in your interior defensive line, it's, it's, it's a problem. <laughs> and it's 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 not good. Uh, and the other guy that's going to be basically, at least in my mind, competing for the three techniques snaps is Tristan Hill, right? Tristan Hill had a, I would say, a poor rookie season. I think we saw flashes in 2020. Uh, but now he's coming off a torn ACL. It's you know a change in in the defensive scheme. What are we expecting from Tristan Hill in year three? Yeah, I mean that's the thing is that everyone kind of seemingly leading up to this is is riding off Tristan Hill, and you know I understand it. Like he's now uh, uh, two defensive coordinators away from the defensive coordinator that drafted him, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, it certainly didn't show a ton, his, like you said, his rookie year or or enough last year to kind of really get anybody excited. Uh, having said all that, though, I mean, he put up pretty similar production t- to Neville Gallimore uh, on significantly less snaps. Yeah. You know, yeah. so um, I, I think there was something there. Uh, but I, I also think that he's a guy who, you know, struggled to pl- struggled in the run game heavily. He's not a run just, guy you know, at all. Yeah. And so I, I think that it's it, it was just kind of compounding. And then obviously it, it certainly made the linebackers look worse last year as well. Um, I, I really Tristan Hill is as much as an unknown Gallimore is Tristan Hill might be even more, you know, just I, I don't know. He needed to get a lot better this season, uh, this offseason. I think he, you know, he, he kind of showed that he could get better like that last year and that's that was something at least it didn't feel like okay maybe this guy is on his way at least mm-hmm. uh but but the acl injury obviously is is a, is a setback and, and the question is like how much can you improve while trying to recover from an injury like that so um 
you know, I think that those are, those are, those are good questions to ask and it'll be interesting to see exactly how it plays out. And, and, you know, without kind of any update on how his recovery is going, it's, it's a huge unknown. And that's why this, this position is such a difficult one to, to parse is that, I mean, there's some bad there for sure, but there's also just a whole lot of just unknown quantity. Yeah, so a couple of things interesting, Hill. Uh, number one, he got hurt in the Giants game just a couple quarters before Dak got hurt. Uh, it kind of got swept under the rug because uh, obviously Dak was the bigger storyline in that game, but he's still only 23 years old. He's a full year younger than Neville Gallimore. Uh, so I think there's still a lot of potential there. It's just he's not played all that much because even during his rookie season, he wasn't on the field all that much. There were games where he was inactive. Uh, I'm looking at it now. He's got 330 career snaps. We're going into year three. We really have no idea what he is. So between those two, there, there's some big question marks there. And I think once we get to training camp, we'll probably find out, you know, where both of these guys are at. And frankly, the Cowboys need one of these two to step up if, yeah. if they're, if they want their defense to be competent. Correct. Yeah. And that's, and that's kind of, they're relying on numbers. You know, they're relying on that. One of these guys hits and and, yes. and and gives you something and and you know uh, i mean even though they have numbers i don't know that they can necessarily rely on that i mean if two of these guys hit and, and, and take a big step forward i think they're in an okay spot yes. but even if just one of them hits it feels like you're you're gonna need more help here at the at the position whether that be a heavy rotation of defensive ends moving inside on pass rushing downs or you know a vet free agent that's available on the street all right, so let's uh, take a quick break so I can tell you guys about Built Bar, the absolutely best-tasting protein bar out in the market. It's hard to even explain it. Real chocolate with amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN, and you'll get $10 off your next box at BuiltBar.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, we talked about the the one tech, or excuse me, the three techniques. Let's talk about the one techniques. And this is a, a really fascinating position as well. You brought up Brent Urban. I, again, I expect him to play most of his snaps on the inside. What about you? Where do you where do you think he's going to play? I mean, I think he's going to play all 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 up and down the line. I, I definitely would not at all be expected if he play. Uh, be surprised if he played defensive end, you know, or at least some defensive end as like some a def- I mean, guy. okay, I can see it in certain situations, but like primarily, like when we look at where he takes most of the snaps at the end of the season, my guess is they're going to be inside, right? Maybe. I mean, or it may be a 50 50 split. It just, I think it's, it really depends on how they get deployed. He's, he may not be a guy that is like, uh, a starter like that. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, he may be a guy that they're plugging into different uh, personnel deployments to kind of make it work. So it could be that he does play all up and down the line to try to make it work. But if he's, I I do think that if they're trying to put their best four out on the, on the floor, as they say, Mm -hmm. um, 
I think, yeah, I think he would probably need to be one of those guys inside as a defensive tackle. I mean, because I think even as a, you know, he is strictly a run player to a large degree. He's just extremely, extremely good run player. He's very good uh, at that. Yes. Yeah. And and I think that maybe you could put him in as a one technique in a pass rushing situation and he could at least fold a center back onto a quarterback. Well, he's also he's six, seven. Like he can just get in passing lanes. Sure. So I think that he'll, you know, I think he is going to be a very valuable and useful piece uh, moving up and down the, the line. I think he definitely can, like we said, play some defensive tackle, play some one technique, uh, just dominate on the interior, uh, physically leveraging guys that are smaller than him. Um, and, and then, you know, on the outside being a, a kind of a two gapping uh, elephant defensive end or whatever they call that, they used to call that. So uh, he's going to move all up and down the line and, and, and play kind of different spots, but mostly as a run defender because that's what he does best. And then, you know, obviously Quentin Bohana is, 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 is going to be in the mix here. Justin Hamilton, who we saw a little bit of last year. Uh, they have a guy that they, they brought from, I think, Oregon named Austin Fayoliu. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, all these guys are kind of uh, big bodied, you know, hard to move types. Justin Hamilton, you know, at, at different points, you saw some things. And then at different points, you saw terrible things. So I, I can't imagine him being like a shoe in for any for anything on here. So I'm not I, I would not I be mean, surprised if he I wouldn't even be surprised he doesn't make the roster. Like, I feel like he was no, just somebody yeah. they needed out there. He may not even, you know, be long for the for training camp if, if things aren't well. You know, if they're, they're trying to rotate bodies in here because he's not a solution necessarily. No, and I think no, no. he was he was helpful to have in the rotation when you, you've got nothing but street free agents playing defensive tackle. But I, I think as they're trying to upgrade the talent of the position, uh, you know, he's not exactly a guy that they're looking to retain based on. No, what I mean he's twenty eight years old. Like he doesn't. We know what he is at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I, and Ty, Ty goes to the runner for the younger guys for that. Yeah. So Quentin Bahana definitely will likely be on the team over Justin Hamilton. All right. So so let me ask you this. Week one, who's your starting one technique? Because I'll, I'll still say it's Brent Urban because he's just the best run defender. I know a lot of people want it to be Quentin Bahana because he is this – he's your traditional nose t- tackle. I just have a hard time believing that you're going to put a six-round pick on the starting field, you know, week one. This, but this is—I I don't disagree with that general assessment. But a, a one stuffing, a run stuffing, one technique like this is the kind of position where you could start a six-round pick because there's just—it's you know—it's like the, the draft is based on value, and there's no value in in a run stuffing technique. But that doesn't mean that he can't do the job from day one. Having said all that, I, I'm not necessarily guessing him. I'm just yeah. saying I wouldn't—I'm not ruling him out as a well, starter. I, I, I I don't think he <laughs> – this is tricky. So I agree with you. The value of these one, you know, technique run-stopping guys has gone way down. The problem is he's still a six-round pick. Like if you're really good at that job, you go third round. I think there's a lot of flaws in his game that make you still worried about, you know, what – can he even start in the NFL? Can he even be a rotational guy? I, I would – I think there's a, a good chance he doesn't make the active roster. I, I, I just – I have a hard time believing that a six-round pick is going to play significant snaps for this team right away. I got to see him first because I yeah. just don't think that – like labeling him as a six-round pick is enough for me to think that he can't – Okay. He can't. You know, just because this is – at this position specifically, they're already pushed down. So you're not wrong that the good ones get drafted in the third round and that those are the ones that obviously are going to make a much of hay. But at the same time – 
you've just listed the defensive tackles on this team the same as it's I have. So is, is there anybody that's absolutely going to necessarily beat Quentin Bohana out at that position? I don't know necessarily know that. So uh, I, I, I mean, wouldn't be surprised if we're, if we're if talking the starter, about. But- if we're talking about the one technique spot, there's somebody I'd rather have do it if it's not going to be Brent Urban. And we're going to talk about him in just a second. But, like, I, I know he's 283 pounds. So, like, Osa, yeah. Give I mean, me Osa Digizua. Like, in that role, I just feel like he's better at it than Bohana. He's, again, he's probably 50 pounds smaller, 70 pounds smaller. He's just better at it. We'll see. I, okay. I, 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 definitely, I definitely agree with the idea that I think that Osa could play anywhere on the interior because of his ability to get low and his leverage ability, his long arms, his strength, all those are. And I definitely agree with you that people are going to underrate his ability to take on double teams, underrate his ability as a run defender because of what you just mentioned. He's 200 and he's less than 280 pounds or he's probably at 280 pounds. So, uh, but I, I don't, don't let that, uh, 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 you know, well, influence your, your thought process with Osa. He has, he's a leverage player. Uh, he's got power and, and I think he can, you know, forklift centers into quarterbacks if he needs to. So, so let me ask you this. Where do you think Osa's best spot is? Because I don't necessarily think it's as, as a three technique because I'm not sure he's bursty enough to get up field. Now he does have really long arms and that helps. I do think as a one technique, I think that's where he has the most value, but where, where do you see him thriving at in the NFL? I mean, I think he's a three technique. Okay. I, 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 I do think that what you're saying is not wrong, though. I think he could easily slide inside and be a, a pass rushing one technique as, if you need as well. Um, I, you know, I'm, I think he could do the job of a one technique for sure. Like, yeah. you know, molt, on a bunch of snaps, I would not want him to be the starter at one technique okay. just because I think his body will take wear and tear even at 280 even with that leverage especially at 280 pounds i can he do the job absolutely can he do the job for multiple snaps in a game absolutely would i want him full-time as a one technique maybe not and i do think that he can be bursty enough uh, as a three technique i just don't know that that's what he's been focusing on as as a player through through his time at ucla they kind of moved him around as needed uh, and he played a bunch of different techniques. So I think if, if he if he gets a focus on kind of getting on outside shoulder of that guard and getting upfield, you know that you can put him in there right away on first downs and he can play the run at three technique. I, I have zero doubts about that. Uh, if the question now becomes, does he give you enough as a pass rusher to be a full-time three technique? Um, and that's, you know, that's kind of what we're going to find out in training camp. Yeah, it really feels like the Cowboys are just kind of throwing all these guys into a competition. Let's see. Let's get to training camp. Let's see who's taking the biggest step this offseason. We'll go from there because I, I don't. I have no idea what the starting lineup is going to look like in week one. And my guess is they don't have a clue either. They just want to see these guys in camp. They want to see them in preseason, and then they'll decide. Um, let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts to customers online for over 20 years they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or your daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck Right, locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, Lena, we're going to play a couple of games before we head out. Uh, first and foremost, this is called Snap Count. I'm going to ask you Ooh. two players. You tell me who has the higher snap count at the end of the year. Okay. Neville Gallimore or Osa Odigizua? That's a good one. Um, I'm going to say Osa Odigizua because okay. I do think that he has a little bit more flexibility to be put into more spots. Okay. Okay. I think I would agree with you. Brent Urban or Tristan Hill? Brent Urban. Yeah. I think. Uh, how about this one? Tristan Hill or your guy, Quinton Bohana? Tristan Hill. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I, I think there's also a chance that Tristan Hill is just not on this team, like for whatever reason. I mean, reason. That's, the, that's the problem with all of this is that yeah. the, 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 the spectrum of which these guys could fall could be anywhere between – Hey, Starting? breakout season to not playing football in, in yeah. several weeks. So without right. any kind of input, it's, it's really difficult. All right, next game. Uh, I'm going to give you a situation in the game. You tell me the two defensive tackles you want on the field. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Goal line. It's fourth down and goal from the one-yard line. What defensive tackles do you want on the field? Uh, Brent Urban and Quentin Bohana. Okay. It's third and 11, and the Cowboys defense has to get on the field. Which two defensive tackles do you want rushing the passer? Neville Gallimore in a defensive end. <laughs> Chauncey Golson? Yeah. Okay. okay. Demarcus combat. Lawrence, maybe. Okay. Uh, a neutral situation. Second and five. Uh, let's say four minutes left in the game. Which guys do you want on the field? Osa and... Uh, probably Neville Gallimore. See, I think for me that one's Urban and Osa. I know I'm sacrificing a little bit of pass rush there between those two, but I feel the best about them just plugging up the middle and allowing my edge rushers to get after the quarterback. But I, again, this is this defensive tackle room. I have absolutely no idea what to expect. It's easily the most interesting position, or uh, you know, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, last one before we go. Is this a spot where you think the Cowboys need to make a free agent signing or a trade before the season starts? I think this is the spot where they're most likely to make the trade. Okay. And, and, and and I will add in one thing, too. I think, you know, with having a guy like Brent Urban, you know, when you're able to put him on the outside and, and have him steal gaps or really even if, if, if you've played a two technique, a two gapper inside – I, I don't I do wonder if you're going to start seeing more blitzing inside as a, as a way to try to generate pass rush in the middle if they can't get you know natural pass rush just See, that's because where, that's where Micah Parsons could be very valuable yeah we saw him at exactly Penn State, right like he he is phenomenal just coming downhill from the middle linebacker spot Jalen I think is a little overrated I, I know a lot of people think Jalen's a great a rusher I I don't really see it I think Parsons in that role could have a ton of success. Yeah, I mean, I think they both could do it, and I do agree that that Parsons is is you know a little bit more athletic to get there quicker. Quicker, I, I think if they're able to steal the gap 
using a two two uh, two gapper in there, and then have that extra person to either drop into coverage or as a blitz, they'll find a lot more success. Uh, you know, kind of mixing it up as as how to they're going to attack the middle of of uh, pass protections. You know, as opposed to just necessarily mm-hmm. trying to force a four man pass rush that is just not working in the middle in the middle and just not able to get home. Yeah, again, I think this is the biggest question mark on this Cowboys roster. If they can yeah. find two or three guys that they can comfortably rely on, I think you're going to see this defense dramatically improve from what were they 30th last year, 31st to maybe middle of the pack. It's all up to those guys. But if they struggle again, and it's one of these years where it's a lot of rotations, it's just throwing stuff up against the wall, hoping something sticks, this defense could be in for a, a, another long season. So keep Absolutely. an eye on the defensive tackles as we head into training camp in the preseason. We'll continue to monitor that entire position. Uh, you can download the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Continue to check out us uh, on Twitter. You can look at Landon at Landon McCool on Twitter, uh, Locked On Cowboys at Locked On Cowboys. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.